0: OMG I have been thinking about this for a long time over 20 years I've been thinking about this little boy wondering what is his status wanting to talk to him and ask him so many questions I have been thinking about this little boy for so long and now he's a grown man telling his story I am so glad that someone has been keeping up with this little boy and he's telling his story and giving an update because I have been wondering about this little boy. He has stayed on my mind for over 20 years. This little boy stayed in the apartment with his dead mother for over 30 days. I believe it was 33 days to be exact. I could have never did that. And I want to talk to this little boy who is now a grown man and ask him, how did you do that? Oh, my God. God was with him for sure. God's angels were with this little boy for sure. The courage that it took. To get up every day and go to school as usual and play and act normal. How did he do that? That took a lot of courage. That took a lot of strength to stay in that house with his dead mother. For all those days and nights. How did he do that? I could have never done it. I could have never done it. (sighs) But God makes the impossible possible. This man, this little boy, is the poster child for strength, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know I cried hard for this little boy when I first heard this story? And for so many years, I've cried in my spirit for this little boy. I have grieved for this little boy as well as for his mom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As a grown woman, I don't I don't believe I could endure this and this little boy when he was 9 years old for 33 days he kept this secret. His mom had died in the apartment. He saw her when she fell. I think she had a seizure. And he covered her up with a coat and he continued to go on about his life trying to be normal under those circumstances and he was scared he he was in shock he, he didn't know what else to do and 20 years ago this one child his tragic story of strength and survival has touched the lives of millions Of people around the nation. I would love to talk to this little boy. Who is now a grown man. And just touch his heart. And physical. And just be in the presence of such strength. This magnitude of strength and courage. Oh my God. I have cried, like I said, I have cried so long for this little boy who is now a grown man and I want to meet him one day, hopefully sooner than later. His name is Travis Butler. Travis Butler has never told his story, but for the first time, he's breaking his silence. And sharing his story only with a particular news station, News Channel 3 in Memphis, Tennessee. And I wonder how it has been for him to hold this story and walk around the city being this little boy. And just carrying this for so many years. And he says not one day has he not thought about his mom. I can imagine. That is true. How do you forget that? Oh my God. And I can imagine his mom. She's probably just looking down in spirit and so proud of him. And she probably, in spirit, has been with him all those 33 days that he stayed in the apartment with her while she was dead. She helped him. God helped him. The angels helped him. They comforted him. And they made sure that he was okay. And this is a testament of the character of his mom. She poured something into this little boy. And this foundation that she laid for him allowed him to watch her and know what to do while she was dead. Laying on that floor in their apartment. He knew how to continue cooking. He knew how to continue grooming himself to the best of his ability. He even paid bills. And I'm wondering, where did he get the money? How did he know to do this? He had watched her very carefully. See, this is what I mean when I say this time and time again. The mom is the first teacher of the child. We have to be very vigilant and cautious and careful what we are modeling in front of children. We are the first teacher of these children. We have to be mindful of that. Mindful of what we are teaching them. They are taking it in. They're soaking it in like sponges. Oh my God. Thank God that she taught him something of substance. Thank God she wasn't a mom that that was just twerking and entertaining different guys in and out of the house. She taught him something that he could use. And this little boy, Travis Butler, who is now a grown man, he made a decision in fourth grade to keep a secret about his mother. A secret that would change his life forever. He says, I'm a living, breathing testimony. If she was looking down on earth right now, she would be proud of me. You know, because I've been through some things. You got that right, Travis Butler. His mom, she's so pretty. Her name is Crystal Wells. You raised your son right, Crystal. And I salute you in spirit. Travis Butler was nine years old when his mom was diagnosed with cancer. Crystal Wells, his mom, had been ill for a while. Travis says, I heard a loud thud, a loud boom. And I rushed and saw my mom, he remembers. At first, she was okay. And then she fell again. I guess I guess she had a seizure. I wasn't too sure at the time because I was afraid. His mother was dead. But rather than tell anyone, he kept her death a secret. My mind went blank, he says. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to call. That memory still brings him heartache. He had a fear of leaving his mother, leaving his apartment, or people taking him away, strangers. His grandmother, Shirley Wilders, explained. So he did the unthinkable, the unimaginable. For 33 days, Travis Butler, the little boy, he lived in their East Memphis, Tennessee apartment at nine years old, with his mother's body lying on the living room floor, covered with only a coat. At that time, I figured, Travis, you can do it for yourself. Travis, you can take care of yourself. You learn from your mom by watching and observation, he recalled. He convinced others that everything was normal. I did what I had to do as a normal kid. At that time, go to school, do my homework, Butler Travis Butler said. At that time, teachers sent certain documents home. I signed them as if My mom was still living, he said. He said he even paid bills and went grocery shopping. Oh, my God. Wow. Travis, where did you get the money? I guess his mom left some in her purse or somewhere, maybe. She had shown him how to use the debit card. I don't know. I don't even know if we even had debit cards back then 20 years ago. But nevertheless, Travis, at nine years old, he even paid bills and went grocery shopping. How many nine-year-old kids can do that? I don't know if I could have did it at nine years old. Travis did it. Oh, my God. God made it possible. At nine years old, that was so much curious, Travis. Oh, my God. Travis said, I cooked. Food for myself, I try to groom for myself, the little that I do know. Travis spent most evenings at a neighbor's apartment, playing with the neighborhood kids. But one day, Nathaniel Dreffries, a family friend from church, stopped by. He knew something was up. Travis said, I don't know if he could see it on my face. You know, after 30 days, the body, the decomposed body started to smell. Oh, my God, I bet it smelled horrible in there. I don't know how Travis stayed in there with that smell. But Travis says, I tried my best to mask the smell with different scents or burn candles. There's no deodorizer that is created, no candles created that can match the smell. But Travis tried his best, bless his heart, at nine years old to match, match the smell with different scents and burn candles. Bless his nine-year-old heart. Oh, my God. Just as Jeffries was about to leave the neighbor, Nathaniel Jeffries. Travis Butler found the courage at nine years old to tell him what he hadn't shared with anyone else. Travis says he was in disbelief of what happened. He called and let people know, the authorities, and that's how all this came about. Oh my goodness. His nightmare wasn't over but travis butler had to spend the night in state custody until his grandmother arrived the next day from carthage mississippi travis says i lost my childhood at a very young age so i never really develop a true childhood he says for me you have numerous cameras in your face you can't really experience life Because people look at you as a charity case. Some people look at you as a trophy to win some type of money or whatever. Suddenly, Travis said, a young boy who seemingly had no one suddenly had others battling to be a part of his life. Travis says he he would wake up 5 o'clock in the morning to catch a flight. Or just wake up early enough to put on some clothes to put up a front to smile and let his grandparents or other people speak for him on his behalf, he said. His story captured the hearts of celebrities, including NBA legends Penny Hardaway, Todd Day, and the late, great Lorenzen Wright. Oh my gosh. I love Lorenzen Wright and it's just so ironic that Lorenzen, he was here for this little boy, Travis Butler, and he donated money and helped to um, donate money for Travis's trust fund. He was one of hundreds of people who donated to Travis's trust fund. And now, 20 years later, well, seven years ago, Lorenzen was tragically murdered, and his wife was the mastermind of that, and I wonder how Travis felt about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I salute Lorenzen Wright for stepping up and donating to Travis during that time. And now Lorenzen is no longer with us, bless his heart. Oh my God, he was such a beautiful soul. He's still a beautiful soul. And he did not deserve to be murdered the way that he was murdered, oh my God. And I'm so glad and thankful. For Lorenzen for stepping up and donating to this little boy when he was in need. I salute you for that, Lorenzen. Thank you, God, for blessing Lorenzo with a beautiful heart such as that. And he did so many other wonderful things for so many other people while he was here. And he continues to be a beacon of light and spirit. But nevertheless, that brought Travis, at nine years old, to his next hurdle. Who would take care of him and protect his money? After months of court hearing, Travis Butler was placed in custody of, guess who? Nathaniel, the next door neighbor from church. Wow, I wonder why his grandmother didn't get Custody of him. But anyway, Nathaniel and Dorothy Jeffries, his mother's friends from church, they won custody of Travis Butler. Wow. Travis says, I'm so appreciative of my parents. He considers them his parents. My step parents, the Jeffries. Oh, they are beautiful people, I can tell. He speaks so kindly of them. And I can tell he loves them. Because they really wanted me to grow up as a child. He says. I have people who love me in my corner. And I respect them. And I'm loyal. But at the same time, there is not a day that goes by that I don't think of Crystal Wells, his mom, Travis Butler says memories of his mother gave him the motivation to go to the University of Memphis and graduate in 2016 with a sociology degree. These days he's looking for a job in hospital administration or accounting. He's gone from being a scared young boy to a man with a testimony he wants to share In his own words he says i have no regrets of what i've done in the past up to now it shaped me and molded me into the person i am today you get that right travis butler we all have a story and a lot of our stories are not the same and our past helps to shape us in our present as well as in our future. If it wasn't for our past, many of us would not be the wonderful people that we are today. And I thank God for blessing little nine year old Travis Butler and giving him the strength to be the strong wise and intelligent man that he is today 20 years later and his mom crystal would be so proud i'm pretty sure she is i'm pretty sure she is in spirit i'm pretty sure she's proud of her son he is a phenomenal young man i wonder where his dad is did he ever know his dad Where is his dad? Has he connected with his dad? Does he want to connect with his dad? Is his grandmother still alive? Travis, I got so many questions to ask you. I would love to meet him. I am so glad. Do you know that this was such a wonderful gift to me today? I had a very hard day today. And for some reason, I found my way over on Facebook. And someone who I would never would have thought had posted this story. And I was like, oh, my God, is this the little boy? And my heart started pounding and racing and I was sweating and my hand was shaking and I was clicking on the story. And yes, this is a little boy. And I was just reading, 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 trying to figure out, is this the same little boy? And when I figured out, yes, it is the same little boy. I was like, oh, my God. Do you know I've been looking for this little boy for so long? I've been looking for updates. I've been trying to figure out who knows this little boy. How can we contact this little boy? Is he still in Memphis? Is he um travel outside of Memphis? Is he outside of the country? Where is he? Is he married now? What does he look like? Did he have a nervous breakdown? Does he have a sane mind? What happened to that little boy? So now I am... So satisfied to find out 20 years later what happened to that little boy who kept this secret about his mom. When I first heard about this, I had recently just moved to the city. I was very new to the city. And I saw this on the news and it it just shook the city. And it shook me to my core, and I was like, "Oh my God!" and I remember that apartment complex and to this day, to this day, every time I ride past that place, I always think about that little boy and his mom, and I'm like, "Oh my God, people are living over there in that apartment <sighs> every time." And I tell you every time, not sometime, every time I pass by that place, I always think about that situation. Every time. And, wow. Wow. I wonder if Travis has gone by that place. Has he drove by that place? And if he does, how does he feel when he drives past that place? Oh, my God. But Travis, you know, he's just one little boy. I'm pretty sure this has happened to some other children around the nation, around the world. And I'm just so glad that he had the courage to, you know, tell his story and to share his story with that neighbor, the church member, Nathaniel. I'm pretty sure it was something about Nathaniel that made him feel so warm and comfortable. It was the God inside of Nathaniel. And see, do you see the power of God? How it can reach so many people? The light of God. Nathaniel had the light of God. And and that helped Travis to feel so at ease. And he had been holding that Secret that was a burden on Travis and Travis. It was a burden on him, and it was it was such a heavy burden. I, I can imagine. And when Nathaniel God sent Nathaniel over there, and I would like to speak to Nathaniel and his wife and ask him what made you go over there. And Travis said he could tell that Nathaniel. Knew that something was going on. And I would love to talk to Nathaniel. And ask him. What was it that made you go over there? And. I wonder if the neighbors could smell something. Because you know a decomposing body. I've never smelled it. But some people have said. You cannot deny that smell. You cannot cover it up. And it can be smelled for so many miles away. And once you smell it, you never forget that smell. And I can imagine it, but I've never smelled that smell. And I pray to God, I never smell it. I pray to God, I never smell that. I pray to God, I never have to encounter a dead body. I've never seen a dead body. You know a fresh dead body. I've never seen it. And I do not want to see it. And for for this to happen. With Travis at 9 years old. Oh my God. That would have just. Scarred me for such a long time. That would have shook me. To my core at 9 years old. That would shake me now. In my 40s. So I can only imagine at 9. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How could I have handled that? At nine. At nine. Ah. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I am so happy that God has really carried Travis a long, long way. And. He's not through with Travis yet. And for Travis to go on and have the courage and the intellect to go to college, it gives me courage to keep going myself. And, you know, to explore more educational opportunities. And it's just a testament that there is no excuse. There is no excuse for... Pursuing our goals and becoming more, you know? And wow. Even with that still on his mind, Travis still pursued his education. Wow. So that just lets us know there's no excuse, right? And. When this first happened. You know. He was saying that there was. Somewhat of a battle. To get custody of him. Because of the money. That was donated to him. And that's sad. And we see these type of tragedies happen. And when little kids. Are donated money. A lot of people are more interested. In the money. And they that's why they pursue trying to gain custody of the child because they know if they get the child, the money is going to follow the child, right? And a lot of them don't always have the best interest of the child at heart. And that's very unfortunate. So the child is left, you know, suffering with the grief of losing their parent and then being mistreated and not being in a loving environment. A genuine loving environment. So. um, I'm just so. Happy that. Love. Truly won in this instance. And. He was comfortable enough. To be with uh, Nathaniel. The church member. And his wife. I wonder if they had any other children. Or if uh, Travis was the only one. The only child that they had in their custody. But um I would love to um talk with them too and or if someone could interview them also. That is such a lovely situation. So so lovely. And um I'm so happy that Nathaniel he grew up in a loving environment. Despite this happening to him at nine years old. I'm so glad that God took care of him. This is the epitome of strength. Do you hear me? This is the epitome of strength. Wow. Thank you, God.